allow us to greet you this morning in the wonderful name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All protocol observed. We take this opportunity to thank God for his grace. And his mercy. For 21 days, God carried us. And we give him all the glory. For 21 days, the Holy Spirit led us on what to pray for. Because he knows the mind of God. He caused us to pray the mind of God. And for that, we are eternally grateful. I believe we will all receive what we asked from the Lord. Because he's a faithful father. Hallelujah. The world we live in. When you look at it. It looks like it's a natural world. And a lot of things that happen around us. They look like natural things. We also look like natural beings. But because we are believers. We are born of the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit resides in us. And the Holy Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work of God. The Holy Spirit is the supernatural power. Because the things you see in the world have got a spiritual origin. So let us say we are living in a supernatural world. Some of the things are hitting to the naked eye. They need to be descended. And once we descend them in the spirit, physical strength cannot match them. We need the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. I want to submit to you this morning that some of the challenges you are going through are not getting resolved because you are trying to apply your mind because you are using your physical strength we need to pause and allow the gift of the word of knowledge to lead us and the supernatural power of God to be made manifest so that we can experience the victory you don't need to be strong you don't need to be knowledgeable 
You don't need to be rich. You just need to be yielded and you need to be available. God doesn't use strong vessels. He chooses the weak things to shame the strong. He chooses the foolish things to shame the wise. So, so, so don't use any living being to match yourself against them. Because God doesn't check those things. Your past is also not a problem. God is a specialist of taking murderers. And once they receive Jesus, he turns them into apostles. He does miracles through them because he is God. Supernatural power for a supernatural world. We're going to talk briefly on Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ. We're taking him as our example this morning. He, he wasn't a perfect man. Like you and I are not perfect. He had a past that actually was fighting directly against God. But when he got born again, you see grace upon grace upon grace. But bottom line, Paul was committed, was yielded, was surrendered. We are reading 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3, and 3 to 5. Kiabala le molaetsa ke be ke sa le botsi tsona ka bothaga bya sevuledi le bohlale bya batho eo pia ke be ke le botsa tsona ka bohlatse byo bo bontsha go matla a moya wa modimo ka gona tumelo yeo ya lena ga se ya go ikanya bohlale bya batho eo pia ke ya go vota matla a modimo i came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not Rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. Let's give you a background. 
You see the city of Corinth. In the days of Paul. Was the most important city. It was very large. And it was very rich. What singled it out. Is the fact that it was full of people. Who according to world standards. Were wise. There were philosophers. There were rich people. There were those who thought they knew. And these people were intellectually arrogant. They were more close-minded because they thought Although they were materially rich, they were morally very corrupt. This church was mainly comprised of the Jews, converted Jews, and Gentiles. Now the Gentiles in Corinth were mostly those who were coming from pagan and religion. So in the church of Corinth, they, they were born again, but surrounded by a city with every kind of sin you can think of. Paul founded this church during his second missionary journey. Now, after he left this young church, problems arose which needed his intervention. And for them as an apostle to give direction. As a result, he's ministering in Ephesus at this time. And then he writes 1 Corinthians. Sends it to them. As you read the whole 1 Corinthians, you will see that he addresses a number of things. Part of the things that was a problem in Corinth is that these people who were arrogant, false teachers, false doctrine, were bringing some things in the church. Now Paul talks about himself so that when they see him they can be strengthened. He looks at himself against the people in Corinth. The elite. The intellectuals. And he says I came to you in weakness fear and much trembling. In other words, Paul is saying, I didn't need physical strength to come to you. Because my personal strength doesn't count for the assignment that God has given me. 
It's a spiritual strength that I needed. I came because one day God sent a man Ananias when I was blind who laid my hands on me and my eyes were opened and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I came because I have strength from within. I came because I have the power of God. Yes, there are situations. But if God put me on this assignment, I come the way I am. But clothed with power from on high. In other words, Paul is telling the church, look at me, the kind of a people surrounding you mustn't be a hindrance for you to advance the gospel. Even if they come into the church and they don't know the truth yet, they are not a hindrance and they are not to change you because you have power in you that can make a difference. He says my message and my preaching were not with wise persuasive words. Remember there was a time when there was an accusation against Paul that he isn't as eloquent as Apollos. He says I didn't come to you with wise or persuasive words. You see, when we advance the gospel, can I talk to you? You don't need to go to YouTube and copy T.G. Jakes and cram what he said and go and say it. The same God who has created you, when he shows you an assignment, you just go in the power of the Holy Spirit. When you get there, words will be given you in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not the words that bring the change. It's the power behind the words that makes a difference. The words do not count. The power is the source. The power is critical. It's not the volume of your voice. It's nothing about your personality. It's nothing about your character. You can be soft. Hey, let me talk to you. You see, at this time, when you check the Bible dictionaries, they will tell you at this time, when Paul was in Ephesus, he was poor. There were times when he went without food. He didn't have beautiful clothes. 
But the lack of food, the lack of beautiful clothes were not a hindrance when Paul had to advance the Great Commission. He was standing before those who knew that they knew, who, who were known in the whole of Greece that they are the wisest of the wise. But our Bible tells us the wisdom of man is foolishness unto the Lord. We speak God's secret wisdom. They've got a wisdom that will cause them to perish. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, we carry the secret wisdom of God. The wisdom that's not found in books. But it's a wisdom that cannot be contested. It's a wisdom that cannot be opposed. That is why as a child of God, don't be satisfied just to be born again. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we know that yesterday's oil is not good for today's meal. There's fire in the Bible. You see, in the calling that God has given you, it is critical. It is critical. You wake up in the morning. On the altar of God, the fire of God, the consuming fire of God will burn everything in your life that will be a hindrance for your mission. When you say, when you bend in the morning, he will remind you the jealousy of yesterday and burn it on the fire, the bitterness, burn it on the fire, the lying, burn it on the fire, the gossip, burn it on the fire. Because those things are blockages. 
Can I talk to you? You were flowing in the power of God. And lately, it's not just being stagnant. But you can feel you don't have the connection. You can feel, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. Sounds like God is very far from you. Yet he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's the blockage. The blockage can be dealt with on the altar. On the altar, you lay your experience. Father, this assignment is above my human comprehension. My wisdom will fail me. Lord, as I lie prostrate, I surrender my mind and it's content. I take every thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ. I surrender my eyes. They are natural. They will be a blockage. They will be a blockage. I, I want to walk by faith. On the altar of sacrifice. The assignment of today. Lord, I surrender my eyes. I surrender my hands. I surrender my feet so that I shouldn't go where I want. But I can go where you lead me. On the altar of sacrifice. The fire removes the shaft. And the fire consumes when, when you stand up there you are filled up afresh nothing matters nothing scares you nothing looks too big because it's on the altar where you get the heart of God you can never do the mission of God unless you have the heart of God the heart of God is on the altar because we all have personal preference. But there is a God choice. The altar will help you to separate my choice and God's choice. Whether God gives you an opportunity to speak to a professor and you can't even write your name. You are the best candidate from heaven. Because when you talk to him, you'll speak the word unmixed. The wisdom that God gives us. It's a hidden wisdom to the world. The Bible says God revealed it to us by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. City, this wisdom this knowledge by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. Paul, Paul explains it more. And he calls it the manifestation gifts of the Spirit. 1 
And he says it's given to all for the common good. So we do not speak words taught by human wisdom. But words taught by the Spirit. Paul continues to say. Remember he said he doesn't just preach or speak a message. But he says he speaks it with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. As a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Paul's preachings uh, included the following. Number one. It convicted people of sin. You see, it's only the Holy Spirit. That can convict a person. Not the words. From a mouth of man. And those people became rajas because of the preaching of the word. In his preachings, lives were transformed. Lives were transformed because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Then the believers started living in holiness. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. God's power always will manifest in signs and wonders. Because people will see that no man can do it. When it happens, everyone will say it has to be God. Because no one under the sun can do it. Let's stroll through the book of Acts in the life of Paul to see the demonstration of power. You see, God has a way. Sometimes he demonstrates first and with a miracle people gather and there's a preaching. But sometimes he allows the preaching first. And after the preaching or during the preaching, there is a demonstration of God's power. When we are in Acts 13 verse 11, remember it's the time I spoke about briefly last week. Paul went to a synagogue to advance the gospel and there was Elimas the sorcerer who was trying to turn the people away from God. We're talking demonstration of the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit that then leads people to repentance and leads to church growth. He looks at this man and he tells a sorcerer the, 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 the supernatural spirit of witchcraft again the supernatural powerful holy spirit in Paul 
the gift of the word of knowledge surfaces. Paul doesn't know this man. Now he says, now behold, you will be blind from now on and you will see no sun. And he does it to somebody who is well known to have powers. Now he demonstrates that the powers of witchcraft cannot stand the power of God. You needed a vessel like Paul to look at the power of witchcraft. Paul doesn't strain himself. He doesn't jump and shout. He just says, now behold, you shall be blind from now on and you shall not see the light. And in an instant, the man becomes blind. And the next verse, because people have seen the power of God. The Bible says the pro council believed. Some of the people you've been praying for need to see the power of God. And then they will believe in Jesus. When you come to Acts chapter 14, verse 10. Paul travels to Lystra and Debbie. And the Bible says he finds a man. And when the Bible says a person is a man, usually they talk in the region of 40 years and up. And the Bible clearly says he has never walked. This person has never walked in his life. Paul is in Lystra. And he says to the man, he speaks to feet that have never crawled. But this man has never went through those processes. Medically, medically, Dr. Mazibuk, the tendons and the muscles would never let him stand. Medically, he would need physiotherapists for months or years to train the muscles. Medically, he wouldn't jump, he wouldn't run. But when Paul said, stand up on your feet, the Bible says, the man stood up and in Lystra, they saw there's something wrong about this man or maybe there's something right about this man Paul that we ourselves do not have. But because they were pagan worshippers, they didn't know the true God. They said Paul is one of the gods. And they wanted to make sacrifices. And about his God Zias. 
And Paul said no. And it's in Lystra. You see the, the first miracle of letting a man stand up. They saw but they didn't believe in God. And then God set up Paul for a second miracle. Because of the first miracle in Lystra, the Bible says Jews from Jerusalem came and talked to the crowd and they got Paul stoned. The Bible says they left him for dead. They believed Paul is dead because of the stoning. Watch what happens. Believers, the apostle is down. The apostle is down. But the believers, the believers were all full of the Holy Spirit. When Paul looks dead, the believers come and surround him. And the believers pray. And Paul comes to life. Was it an apostle? No. Was it a pastor? No. It was ordinary believers, new babies in the Lord, just full of the power of God. So the power of God doesn't check whether you've been born again for 50 days or 50 years. As long as you are born again and you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are the right vessel. You, then Jesus. he proceeded to Debbie, where more people were born again. I want to believe when he rose up, news in Bible times, news was spreading quick. In Debbie, the Bible says a lot of people believed. Hallelujah. When you go to Acts chapter 16, verse 18, you find a slave girl goes all the time behind Paul and Silas. He is full of a foreign spirit. A spirit of divination is not a spirit of the Lord. A spirit of divination can speak part of the truth. And some of you are where you are. Because you listened to the spirit of divination. Isn't it you go to every revival? You put yourself to be prayed by any person. Not knowing the source. You see, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the gift to descend between different kinds of spirits will surface as you enter the tent and say, not this place. But, but if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you believe everything you hear because, because the 
discernment is not there. You see 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, whenever there's a need for a gift, the Holy Spirit makes it available through a person. That is why we don't advertise every revival in Mamelodi. It's not that we don't get invitation. Uh -uh. We are gatekeepers in the office. We keep the gates of your soul. And we look at this invitation and we pray and ask God. And when God says no, we tear it and we pray for you. And that's why when you want to go, the Holy Spirit tells you not to go. But some of you become stubborn and go anyway. Now this spirit of divination talks part of the truth about Paul and Silas and says these are men of the Most High God. But because Paul is baptized in the Holy Spirit, he picks up. This is not God. And one day he just says, come out of here. Come out of here. Come out of here. Indaba your authority. Come out of here. This spirit leaves this girl. And now, after it leaves this girl, she can't see the things she did anymore. In other words, Tina Mamelodi Aiji, Ama Sango Manama, which doctor Mamelodi, by our servants are because we allow it. But I believe if the church of God, full of the power of God, you see, when you start praying for them, God prepares to send you to them. And when you go, you don't need a group. Because it's not you doing the job. It's the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine. Gobela wamampela mo mamilodi. Gobela unke na babulitoa. Ufoli la inatkabang gutuzo consult. Mama ti next. Unke. Utsena. Hautsena mushaba. Arutubula di tag. Or get out of him. Get out of her. Get out of him. Get out of her. Let me tell you, Bazalwan. You see, Israel is Moya. Can I testify to you? One day we were prayer walking in a place called Liminong. 
we were prayer walking because we were coming to go into the houses to do door-to-door evangelism. I was walking ahead with two ladies in the back. One was walking with me. Now, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10. It says he has put us upon nations and kingdoms. To demolish. To break. To uproot. To destroy. But to plant. The things of the Lord. So when you pray a walk. We don't, we don't speak. You pray in your heart. Four times. As I was walking the streets, different people were coming angry to try and stop me. Because as we were walking, the Holy Spirit would say, Stop. And I would stop. And he would say, it's a witch doctor. And I did something simple. I declare she cannot see them. She cannot interpret them. I was saying it. But in the spirit, they felt it. The end of the story about that work is that. Three of those four witch doctors, when we came for door-to-door evangelism, they gave their hearts to the Lord and became members of IAG Limino because they have seen that there's a power that's above their power. And when that power is at work, their power cannot work. When you come to Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, the Bible says, God was doing extraordinary miracles through the life of Paul. Can I teach? I need you to observe. The Bible says, then people took handkerchiefs and aprons belonging to Paul. And when they laid them on the sick or those bound with demons, people were healed, people were delivered. Note, it's not Paul who wiped a sweat and said, take to the person. It's not Paul who made aprons and printed Paul the apostle of Jesus Christ and sold them. 
He didn't make key rings. And coffee mugs. Hey, we ran kadi sholo tewe na. Oridito a Nigeria. It's not in the Bible. In the Bible. It's the people who had faith and thought because this person can't come. It wasn't Paul. When there's a Paul who sells, no, it's not biblical. When it's not biblical, run away, run fast, run away. It will lead you to death. When is sealed in the blood of Jesus. The enemy cannot touch it. You see, house no plug and trail. Because then that sticker makes a gateway for the enemy to enter. Tina, Rena. We are washed in the blood of Jesus. We are empowered with the spirit from on high. No force can stand against us. You see, it's a heart thing, not a mind thing. You see, if it's in the heart, nobody sees it. But God sees it and God honors faith. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. You see our first house ke emokone mokalambazo. Ridutsi moyona for a long time resna chele there was a miri. And the history was that cars roll on that corner. One of the ladies in the neighborhood the same street wanted to help us. And she wanted us to go with her to her church. And she said they'll give you something. And then I said, Tina, Rina, Tina, Rina, Lastala The Bible says, Controls There's no car that will roll. Because for privacy, not for protection. You need to believe what you stand for in the last days. 
there will be things that look like the truth. So you need to know the truth so that you can separate. If you don't know the truth, you will believe every single thing they say. If you, know the, you don't know the truth, you will even kill your children because you are going to open a door. Listen, the enemy knows he can't touch you, but he will make a way only when you allow him. But when you are full of the power of God, you descend. This can never be God. Because if it's not God, not that but this. Supernatural world has a need for spiritual power. The Holy Spirit power. Just as it was in Paul's ministry, it should be in our lives daily. It is a central part of our lives. Because God has called all of us to advance the kingdom of God. He will empower you to live victoriously. He will empower you to exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But here's my question to you in closing. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is for you? Do you believe that you can't you, you can't go through seasons. Seasons of full and seasons of empty and seasons of uh -uh. Your graph must be a straight line. If it goes up, it's when you go to another dimension. If it goes up, you go to another dimension. Why is it that the church your spiritual life is like a wave? One day you are up, one day you are down. And when you are down, God shows you your assignment. And you do it without results. Because without the power, there's no results. We need to be filled. We need to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. But Jesus makes it a choice. He says, who, he who is thirsty, let him come and drink. He who is thirsty, let him come and drink. But after you drink, he says streams of living water will flow through you. It means you become the element, the, the, the assignment, the vessel of heaven. Wherever you go, there has to be life. Wherever you go, healing will take place. Deliverance will take place. People will receive the Lord. Wherever you go, 
But only when you are full of the Spirit of the Lord. I don't know about you. But I need the Holy Spirit. Every single day of my life. I'm not satisfied that he filled me yesterday. I'm not satisfied that I drank this morning. But I'm in this service. And I believe. Lord, fill me again. Worship team, can you please take your position? The Holy Spirit is in this place to empower the church to do the work of God. The supernatural work of God. I totally believe in the supernatural. I believe that there's no sickness that God cannot heal. I believe there's no satanist that God cannot deliver. I believe in the supernatural. I believe that a woman without a womb can have a baby. I believe in the supernatural. I believe that even when the doctors say all the tubes are blocked, a children doesn't come through the tubes. A child is a blessing from God. And God speaks and things happen. I believe in the supernatural. I believe God can close I believe I believe that no drug lord can enter Mamelody I need a church that says we are tired of sin in our communities. But they say, here I am, Lord. Send me. You can't go in your strength. You need the power of God. I mean need of a church who will say, God, every hospice let me go. Fill me. And let me go. Let me tell you why I believe. Because the Bible says, whenever they brought different people who were sick to Jesus, the Bible says, and he healed them all. I am hungry for the level of the presence of God that I read about the life of Catherine Kuhlman that when he ent she entered the city the whole city knew she's in the city 
They didn't know how they could feel her God. And today I am praying God revive me. God do it again. God fill me afresh. You see, because it's a spiritual thing, sometimes you are not even aware. But sometimes God will let you know. One day when I was ministering in Rustenburg, during the Easter conference, somebody who was bound, you were there. was there. This person, when he was delivered, he now began to speak. He was very angry at Murutitah because he was the president. Listen to what this demon says. When this woman is coming into our city, two weeks before she comes, we cannot work. And our boss punishes us. We don't want this woman. I was just praying in my home, preparing for the conference. But the Holy Spirit went on ahead. When we were praying and saying, we are going to Rustenburg, Lord, an area of witchcraft, we take authority in the name of Jesus. It happened in the Spirit. My God. It's not every time you'll hear a testimony. But because of my testimony, you know it happens. This morning you are saying, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Come to the front. We're going to pray for you. For a new feeling of the Holy Spirit. And you walk in the supernatural. Power of God. Jesus. I am hungry. Of the supernatural. Not happening through one person. I am hungry and all those who come in front must be hungry because God will show you somebody on a wheelchair you must be hungry to see it happen and believe God that he will do it God I am hungry for the supernatural I'm hungry to see people on wheelchairs walking again. I'm hungry to see people who are blind, who are known to be blind for years and years to see them seeing again. Because I believe God can do it. Why are we here? God just needs vessels. Who are saying, here am I Lord. Send me. I've seen God heal 
I've seen God heal cancer. I've seen him heal hypertension and diabetes. He heals asthma. He heals any kind of disease. The Bible says even the diseases which were not recorded in the Bible. It can have a new name. Jesus heals it all. We need the gifts of healing. The gifts of prophecy. To be fully functional in the church. Can the pastors please come? As you sing about the Holy Spirit, lift your hands.